Welcome to Stuff You Missed in History Class, a production of iHeartRadio. Hello and welcome to the podcast. I'm Holly Fry. And I'm Tracy V. Wilson. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Welcome to Casual Fridays with Stuff You Missed in History Class. Uh, One of the things we talked about this week was Thomas Dorsey. Um... Just as uh, you had been talking about the obviousness for you of of doing an episode on James Baldwin recently, uh, Thomas Dorsey kind of fit the same bill for me because um, he touched so many pieces of Black history that we have talked about on the show. And also, uh, ultimately, his story and his legacy is very uplifting. Um, I mentioned on in the episode that I had heard a band play It's Tight Like That in New Orleans. I don't know if I said that was the song, but it was. Uh, and that I had asked the band leader about it afterwards, and that's how I started, uh, you know, thinking about him. I don't think you did say the song, but uh, as you were telling that story, I was kind of like, I wonder if this happened in New Orleans, just because I remembered. I don't know if this was on the same trip when you and I were both in New Orleans together, but there was it just was a lot of music happening while we were there. There always is. That's New Orleans. Uh, yeah, no, I know. It, it wasn't. It was on a, a subsequent trip that I went on with a bunch of friends of mine from childhood. Uh, so it was about a year ago, a little over a year ago. And it, it's funny because that song, to a modern ear, the lyrics do not sound all that saucy yeah (laughs) but but at the time and with the knowledge of the double entendres in play i mean there were people that were like this is raunchy how can you claim (laughs) that you are a man of god and dedicated to sacred music and also making money off of this that song sold more than seven million copies my goodness and there's a reason it's very catchy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and there's a reason that musicians even love to play it today because it is really, um, it's a great song. The other thing that I, I have been thinking about a lot as we do this, and I kind of mentioned it at the top of the episode, is that even people that are not especially religious are often very, very moved by this genre of music. Um, and I wanted to talk about a particular thing that happens that if I hope it's still happening, but it was one of my favorite, favorite, favorite things in the world, which is that when I used to run a lot of half marathons at the end of Disney's princess half marathon, when you are about probably two tenths of a mile from the finish line and you are completely exhausted and probably feel like garbage, you turn a corner and there is a huge gospel choir. Oh, And if that doesn't, like, power you through to the end, I don't know what's going on with you because it is amazing. It's so good. And it's one of my favorite, favorite experiences I have ever had in my life, not just in running, not just at Disney. It's beautiful. And I don't think I'm particularly religious, but it is moving as all get out. So I hope they're still doing it. I haven't run that race in the last several years, but every year I did it up to that point where I stopped, they did it every time. And that Choir also is amazing because they're out there often in the heat in Florida in full robes singing their hearts out or sometimes on a rare year in the cold in Florida (laughs) singing their hearts out. Uh, So it's really amazing. And if you are a runner and you haven't experienced that, I hope you get to because it is uh, like it's a moment. It's just an amazing moment. One of our episodes this week was the interview with Dr. Rachel Lance 
about her new book. It's just a couple of months old as of when this episode is coming out called In the Waves, My Quest to Solve the Mystery of a Civil War Submarine. Uh, We talk about the book some in that interview. And I mentioned that I really enjoyed reading it because it's this fusion of the historical story and her research into solving this mystery. Um, And also just the experience of doing the research which, um, at this point, we have solicited questions for a Q&A episode of the show that we are going to do. That episode has not come out yet. But one of the things that people ask us about a lot that we'll probably be talking about in that episode is, like, our own process. Um, and so it was really interesting to me that she really just documented what the experience of doing all this work was like, because that's clearly a thing that people are curious about when it comes to any kind of research and project like this. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It always cracks me up. It's a question we field a lot during live shows. And I think in some ways it surprises people that we handle it very differently, as do most people, right? Like, I, I think there might be a supposition on the part of some folks that, like, there is a way to research certain things. And yeah. really, everybody can kind of figure out the technique and approach that works best for them. Yeah. One of the things that I also really liked about this whole thing um, was the part about how people who aren't, you know, folks that have advanced degrees in history can still do meaningful work that is contributing to the field of history, even though they might be uh, outsiders to that field in some ways. It's been a while since this has happened, but I know that... Uh, you you and I have occasionally been kind of tagged into conversations on Twitter um, at academic conferences where people are kind of bemoaning non-historians, in quotation marks, doing history podcasts when, like, really there's a whole broad field of the things that people can contribute to history and can contribute to talk about history and to understanding our past a little better. Yeah. For what it's worth, that's not... Um, uh, a scenario specific to history. Oh, sure, <laughs> sure. There are there are lots of debates, like uh, in film. Uh, there are some people that think that like people that don't make films shouldn't have podcasts that discuss film from like a a media analysis perspective. Yeah. Um, you know, name any any area of expertise or study that a person could have. And there are always people that are like, only degreed experts should talk about this. Yeah. I um when when the pandemic was really starting to to cause shutdowns all over the country, I remember seeing um, a Twitter thread where somebody in the medical field, clearly frustrated by um, the the pushback that was happening from people like that did not have medical experience or medical degrees, said something like, "Name a field besides medicine where people who have zero experience and zero training think they know more than the doctors." And the <laughs> replies were just like everyone naming their own field. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. I'm super appreciative that uh, that Dr. Lance took time to sit down with us. And just one more time, in case folks have been meaning to get a pen and write it down, uh, that book is called In the Waves, My Quest to Solve the Mystery of a Civil War Submarine. Mm-hmm. 
Stuff You Missed in History Class is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.